Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week we find out if you can hear Elaine's sexy phlegm. I'm Elaine. (laughs) I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Carly almost can't, can't talk. Because as soon as she started talking, I was like, whoa, she sounds different today. <laughs> She's wearing hockey pads. Not wearing hockey pads. Each of us, uh, we I take turns. started okay. singing Smelly Cat. Because <laughs> of the sexy fit. Or Sticky Shoes, maybe. Oh, oh yeah, that smart. was better. Sticky Shoes. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. So, on our podcast, we take turns selecting from our movie... Our movie genres, movies that we don't think are rated well. And <laughs> Words are hard, Tony. Apparently, got something in my eye. Was it read my, my sexy phlegm? No, I hope not. <laughs> and unfortunately, Tony has only said this like you know, 55 <laughs> times. <laughs> what episode number is this, 52? Uh, 53, 53. I think. So we like these movies. Uh, most Other people, people don't. don't. And... Uh, <laughs> This week, we won't see him on our top ten list, but maybe give him a second chance. All right, we're trying to. And this week <laughs> on the podcast is Elaine's pick, The Great Wall. Things have gone awry already. Wow. It's not really for a ride. I would say you know we should start and stop and re- we don't we don't do that. We don't even edit. You know this. We we edited before. We did edit. It didn't one. work. It, it, yeah. it was a whole waste of we didn't uh, use it. It was a like lot of <laughs> seven hours of my time. <laughs> and, you, and we edited that with Carly. Let me rephrase. Carly edited out like what two minutes? Something like that. She's like, nope, never doing that again. Carly yeah. attempted editing. Maybe someday she'll attempt it again. Who knows? There's always a mystery in our future. So I picked 2016's The Great Wall, starring so for, for Matt Damon. I've, I've heard of him. And Dragon Monsters and all of China. And all of China. Chinese and that guy. All of China, red but. rider guy. What's his name? The Oberon. red rider guy? Oberon. The one that does the Game of Thrones. The red Whatever. viper? Red Tovar. Prince close. Oberon? Oberon. <laughs> okay, so this movie... And also has great, great Willem Dafoe. Can I talk about this movie now? And Chinese Tyranids. Okay, yes. let me talk about this. Because first of all, <laughs> I just want to say that we just mentioned three white men... But and Matt Damon gets top billing in this movie. But the second build person in this movie is Tian Zheng, Commander Lin. Well, she should mm-hmm. be, yeah. And she's awesome, and she's... I'm glad that she has actual second billing in this movie. Well, she should. She fantastic. was awesome in this. Yeah. And um, also, Willem Dafoe gets billed over Pedro Pascal, who played Tovar, the, and that's the Red, Red Viper. Viper. And I don't think he should have got billed over him. <laughs> He's a, big, he's, a, he's, he's a bigger actor. He's a bigger actor, but he's, he's not. It's a shit. Part. Yeah, when they do All that, right. it goes by how big you are. But this movie got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb with a 42 Metacritic score. It got a 43% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 36 Tomometer, which is way too low for this movie. Mm. Like, even for what a movie that people didn't like, that's way too low. So it had a budget of $150 million. That's a lot. That is a lot. This was, um, like, a huge blockbuster budget. I think I read that it was the most expensive Chinese movie ever made. This was a Chinese movie with a Hollywood budget. Right. And it made, in the U.S., it grossed $45 million. That's a little disappointing. Worldwide, it 
grossed $334 million. So at least so it, made it definitely of money. <laughs> made its money. But <laughs> What did it make well, in China? I, I couldn't. I didn't look find it up. It. You I, couldn't find that? I didn't look very hard. Want me to find that? <laughs> <laughs> Elaine's got some. It, Go ahead. It's been Ill. It wouldn't be hard to find out. Uh, no, you should look it up. But I did kind of read saying that it wasn't well received in China because they felt like it was boring. Hmm. Now, the director is. I'm sorry. I can, I'm going to do my best with these Chinese names, but I am not Chinese. And You're I'm, not Chinese? And I did not try, I did not make any attempt to listen to how they're properly <clears throat> pronounced. I'm not even going to l- pretend that I did. So I'm just going to do my best white girl best. Wow. So the director is Yimu Zhang. And I have those numbers whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm just, go ahead. How much did it make in China? $170,962,106. So not great either. But, it made so, its money back in China alone. But the director also was the director of uh, House of, of of the House of Flying Daggers. Never saw that. But it was really like it was popular even in the U.S. Like that's a movie it. I've yeah. heard of, and that was supposed that was one of those be- visually beautiful movies. He's also was the lead director of the Beijing Olympics opening ceremony. Well, that's oh. important. That which, was crazy. Uh, which was crazy. So I can kind of see if you have this great director. And you're expecting all these great visuals from him. Maybe you were disappointed by this movie. Because for Americans, like, some of these scenes are gorgeous and beautiful. But then there's it, also... I will say, not to not to get into it too much, but I will say that the it was some of it was inconsistent. The CGI sometimes was like, wow, and sometimes like... But, I mean, I could kind of mm-hmm. see, like, I don't think it was a boring movie. But if I think of the opening ceremony of the Olympics, and then I think of this movie... I could see how if I was a fan of this director, I might watch this movie and go, "Oh, well, that's not very good." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes so, it takes a it takes a minute to get started, but you don't want it's it's half monster movie, and one of the big rules with monster movies is you don't show the monster too early because then once you see the monster, it's boring. You know, but like Alien, you don't see the alien until like the last ten minutes. Right. So I don't see Jason the entire first movie. Yeah. I don't know. I look at it more of a you know a. Let you know a fantasy epic sort of a movie, and I don't care if you see the monster early in a fantasy epic, depending on the type. And this is just kind of these aren't monsters, these are but whatever. So I kind of heard in I kind of heard that most Chinese thought it was boring, or that was kind of maybe one of the consensus over there, which makes sense. Mm. But okay, so it had six writers, six writers, six writers are credited on this script. I only um, took note of the first three because you know they always go in descending, you know, in. Mm The most credit for the last couple might have just edited a little bit. (laughs) And there's just two money. So the first, the top build is Carlo Bernard. Him and his, and the second build, Doug Miro, uh, seemed to be writing partners because they had all the same credits. And they were responsible for both The Prince of Persia and podcast favorite, The Sorcerer's (laughs) Apprentice. I, I finished listening to that. This is my today. podcast, and it was one of my favorites, so I can say it was a podcast favorite. Poor Bath liked it too. I really enjoyed our episode on it. <laughs> but now, the third build writer, I think, might be one of the reasons Matt Damon is attached to this project. His Does name is Tony Gilroy, and he is responsible for the Cutting Edge. The Devil's Advocate, The Born Identity, Born Supremacy, Born Ultimatum, and Born Legacy with Hawkeye, Michael Clayton, and Rogue One. 
So this guy obviously has quite a relationship with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. So that might be one of the reasons how Matt Damon heard about this project or want. I, I don't know. I don't Very really. seems that way. According what? to Google Translate, Tao Te means cook who. What writer was it that you were surprised to see? Uh, Max Brooks. Max Brooks helped. He probably did a pass over, pass on it, like just kind of went over it because I don't think he like wrote wrote on it. Yeah, he was one of the bottom ones. But he uh, he wrote World War Z, which the movie's garbage, but the book is amazing, and um, he's Mel Brooks' son. But, uh, he's a good uh, Max Brooks. Max Brooks is yeah. what I said. He's, <laughs> he's pretty good, but uh, he 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 probably just did a pass on it like they do. Put a comma in there. And yeah, give him a right of credit. It, well, he probably helped with the. Hollywood, he probably know? helped with the scenes where the you know millions of people <clears throat> were attacking people like the zombies and mm-hmm. stuff. He might have had a couple saves. Well, <clears throat> so this is stars Matt Damon. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of a I, yeah, Goodwill Hunting. There was a little bit. He won an Academy Award for God's sake. Of a controversy about this when this movie came out that it was white the white savior in foreign films. He wasn't the white savior. But I agree. And but so he star he stars as our main character William. Then we get Tang Jing as Commander Lin Mei, and she is the um, blue commander. They're all like different colors. Well, they're color coordinated to what their position is in the army. What then we got? I know. Then we got William Defoe who plays Ballard, and then we have Andy Lau who plays strategist Wong. He this guy has one hundred and sixty five film credits. Damn. Wow, he and That's a lot. he was in House of Flying Daggers. He was also in a movie I'm very intrigued with. It is um, a Chinese version of What Women Want. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I went through his IMDb and I was just looking, and he was in some crazy ass shit. Oh, you should do that movie, Carly. There was some. I have to watch it. Like <laughs> I think I have it. When you get through 165 films, want. I'm thinking I have to watch oh. a Chinese one. <laughs> no, not the Chinese. One, it looked really one. interesting. Do the American one. That way, you know, we can talk about Mel Gibson. And that movie doesn't hold up. It doesn't? No. When's the last time you saw it? I I uh, didn't hold up the last time I saw it like four years ago. Well, maybe it, it definitely doesn't maybe it hold up. Maybe it came back around. Yeah. <laughs> Can, you know what? Pick, pick, please pick this Chinese maybe. version because I found that subtitles don't bother me. So I really want to see this. Well, maybe, I might just watch maybe it. Maybe the American version is like a, a one man cold. The only one catching it, the only one coming down with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's never gonna die. <laughs> um, then Pedro Pascal, who plays Tovar, he uh, was played whiskey in Kingsman: The Golden Circle, which he was, was Prince Oberyn who got his head crushed by the mountain. That is true in Game of Thrones. You wouldn't know. You don't watch that show. And then I don't either. Clearly, I didn't what know what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hanyo Zhang played General or General Zhao. Shao. 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 Okay. <laughs> what did you think going in this movie, John? Well, I'm glad you asked because I've seen this movie a, a few times before. As a matter of fact, I bought this. Don't drop your phone, dear. I was throwing <laughs> it at you, apparently. I bought this on Blu-ray recently and we watched it. So, being it fresh in my mind, I was like, oh, I like this movie. I'm looking forward to it. It's very visual, stimulating, and fun to watch. <laughs> Okay. Anybody else want to talk? Tony. Um, I remember when the previews came out for it, and I was like, okay, it looks neat. And then I just never got a chance to see it. So I was kind of interested to see it when you uh, said we were going to do it. Carly. All right. 
I only ever saw a preview in the movie theater. Shocking. And I, I have to say, I do think... It is shocking think Carly was at a movie theater. <laughs> it had to have been a comic book movie that Tony wanted to I'm watch. sure. Um, I do think, based on the one preview I saw, that some people maybe didn't watch the movie, only the preview, and said it looked like a white savior thing. Because in the preview we watched... That's what it looked like. <laughs> well, I bet. Yeah. I really bet the preview in China was a lot different than the preview here in the U.S. In the U.S., they're pushing Matt Damon. Yeah. And, it's yeah. Ego and you don't see oh, any Damon. monsters. You just see right. that there's fighting, and he's there, and it looks like he saves the day. <laughs> right. And in China, I bet he was barely in the preview at all. Yeah. So I had honestly, based on the one preview I saw, I was like, meh. <laughs> I don't need to watch that movie. <clears throat> and then you said you liked it, and you picked it. So I said, all right. I have three reviews. We only do two, sorry. I know. I um break the rules. I had fa- I had Chinese. found a <laughs> no, I had found a ten out of ten that I just thought was kind of interesting, and then I found a better ten out of ten. So I actually Damn. have two ten out of ten. Ooh. But I'll redo How about we split the difference and give me two fives? <laughs> I'm gonna give you a one out of give ten. Me ten ones. <clears throat> <laughs> this was written by Andreas underscore Meg. So one out of ten stars. My tombstone will have the pop, the following inscription. Please don't watch that Matt Damon movie, The Great Wall! Exclamation point. Wow, hated it that much, put it on your tombstone. I guess that sums it up. I could, in theory, go on and on about what's wrong with this film in terms of plot, logic, characters, dialogue, etc. But I'll just sum it up with this. Everything. Everything is wrong with this film. Atrocity, at- atrociously moronic from beginning to end. Thank you. That's funny. With the thank you. In the list of things that he mentioned that bothered him, the thing that bothered me the most, not on there. <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most is somebody cares about this movie that much. <laughs> hating it that much they want on their tombstones. Like, you know what I want on my tombstone? Pepperoni. <laughs> Remember that commercial? Yes. <laughs> and then for my 10 out of 10, this is by Elric Keel. Excellent. Say, von Lichtenstein. <laughs> no. <laughs> Elric Keel. Oh, sorry, I thought um, somebody else. Excellent movie, dot, dot, dot. Honestly, if you can stomach the nonsense green screen graphics of Iron Man and other DC Marvel movies, then you will like this for sure if you're into a mix of epics and historical. I just can't understand why the really negative reviews abound. Some are cursing it for having foreign actors, others about the politi- political situation... Etc. And the poor director is even getting a caning, which I don't know where he got that information. And I don't know if that is true. So I don't know. That seems a bit harsh. But it could even be a typo. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) The story is about a legend and it was wonderful to just sit back and let someone tell a story. I nearly didn't go because of all the bad reviews, but I'm glad I went and made up my own mind. His last sentence is great. No nudity or unnecessary romantic scenes. <laughs> well, I will say it has. It's kind of interesting. It is yeah. kind of a throwaway thing that they almost always have to make the yeah. head chick and the head dude get together. Yeah. And I expected it was going to happen because it always happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and true. I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't. I just thought that was really. It's actually, it's funny because that's also the title of his review is no nudity or unnecessary romantic scenes, but then he does a review and it's just the last line. Like, I would have thought there'd be more information. Focus on that if that's the title of your review. 
But I guess if that's what you care about in a movie and you're just scrolling for I those reviews. I don't bother someone that much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. All right, well. Let's begin. <laughs> I was like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> She's going to so, sprinkle, fa- sprinkle the fairy dust again. I don't. She's trying, to, trying, trying to paint a word picture. I'm sick. I have taken a lot of Dayquil and Advil and... I've got the sexy phlegm, or maybe the not so sexy phlegm. Is it a bad time until I mixed up the day cool and like, so, well, this is going to be fun. So, hurry. this could be real bad or real good. We'll never know. Well, actually, or, we will because we're going to re listen to it. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but I listen to our podcast. See, already there's issues. I never miss an episode. All right. So, <laughs> so I usually listen to them before they come out. It's true. <laughs> this has one of those great openings where the credits turn into the movie i know how much you love that i do this has um you get these drums that start up there's a lot of great drums in the soundtrack of this movie they i really use nunchucks in for the drums in this it's pretty cool which was kind of weird um so they you hear the drums and you zoom in on the globe and it zooms into the great wall and we get these little graphic lines that tell us about the great wall that it's one of man's greatest um, achievements and it or greatest wonders and it endures for centuries. Next one says that it spans five thousand five hundred miles and took one thousand seven hundred years to build, and that the last one says it protects from many dangers, both known and legend. And then this is one of the legends. Don't say it like that, but it should have. <laughs> I had an Elaine moment from when you watched The Little Chaos and uh-huh. it started with the scrawl, the scroll, <laughs> and I was and you like, didn't get any of that. Oh shit! What did it say? <laughs> I got like the last two. <laughs> it's not important. Uh, can we make a pact right now to read the credits when we start? <laughs> you could be missing pivotal plot points. I think it's here. funnier when we miss it. <laughs> I but think it's funny when you miss the post-credit flash. All you scene. really need is that this is one of the legends. That this is a made-up legendary story. Mm-hmm. Which, I really hope so. <laughs> if it's real, that's I'd... not true. We have a Taute coming, a little baby Taute. <laughs> I'm going to name him um, Willard. You got that off eBay, didn't you? Yeah, I did. from China. Yeah, it's going to take a while. If we're going to get weird stuff from China, can we get a Mugwai? <laughs> no. Right. no. 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 All right. I, I know what happens when you feed a Mugwai watermelon after midnight. Whoa. I thought you were going to say a Tao-Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon after midnight. It will, wow, it'll go ape shit, I guess. Yes. I don't know. What do they drink if you can't, if water can't touch them? Grape soda? I don't know. Uh, Tang? It was Who actually knows? a... Grape soda. <laughs> it, it was a caffeine-free Orange drink? diet Shasta. <laughs> yeah. It, it's important that it's caffeine-free. Yeah, well, you don't want to get them all hopped up. All right, that tangent is brought to you by Tang. All right. Uh, brought to you by Shasta. Oh, I can't read my handwriting. So. This is going to be a long one. It opens <laughs> on a coffee. mountainous desert. We see a group of men on horses, and they're being chased by some other men on horses. We got some hairy bearded white dudes, and we got what looks to be some tribal Chinese gentlemen. Or maybe not gentlemen. Could be bandits. We're not sure. But the hairy European-looking dudes manage to hide and then escape. And then we go to that evening. They're around a campfire, and they're having a chit-chat. One guy, he was injured earlier in the the bandit chase, I guess. And uh, he wants to turn back. 
and he's having and he's like we've lost 20 men so far we've been out here for six months we've it's time to go back but William wants to keep going William and Tovar have a little sidebar off to the side where Tovar is like let's he's never gonna make it we should just leave him behind his wound is festering he's like I can hear you (laughs) (laughs) and William says no he says I've been left for dead twice and it was bad luck Tovar says for who and he says the people who left me this is a reference to Matt Damon's other films to The Martian and to Interstellar both times where he was left behind and it was bad for the people who left him that's a little fun fact for you (laughs) okay (laughs) I've never seen either of those (laughs) you can't see right now uh, friends but I have the biggest shocked face ever (laughs) but the Martian, didn't that win an Academy Award? It won, like, a Golden Globe for Best Comedy. Yeah. I, it was no, I think it, it was nominated. something. I feel like that's a movie you might have should have seen. It wasn't a comedy. Perhaps. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. It had its moments. You should watch it. It was nominated it in that so. category because it wouldn't have won in the drama. I liked Interstellar. You're going to have to watch The Martian all by your onesies. Just, <laughs> just because. I would watch it again. I'll watch it. I haven't seen it. Really? You should see it. It's good. We can watch it right now. Let's pause. All right. All right. So now we're back. Martian was really good. Oh, Carly, that was good. I loved it. Carly, what was your favorite yeah, um, scene? What was your favorite tertiary potato? My favorite scene was when I left him on Mars. Man. That was crazy. <laughs> my favorite tertiary character was Mars. Was that Rock? My, my favorite character him. was the Martian. No, my favorite tertiary character is the potato. Which you guys don't get, but I get. John gets. All right. So they're all... So they go to sleep, but then there's a noise, and two of the gentlemen, two, three, I don't know, however many left, they're dragged off, there's an animal, and we got William and Tobar back to back, and they're like, what is it, some kind of man? And William's like, William's like, no, it's an animal. And it's hunting us. And And it comes in, and William cuts off its arm, and it falls off a cliff. And they, he picks up the hand, and Tovar's like, what are you doing? Why are you keeping it? And William's like, so I can find somebody who can tell me what I just killed. It's a big hand. It's like a it big It's green. It's scaly. Scaly claw. It looks a little bit like a, a lizard, I'm guessing. Mm. I'm not guessing. I'm pretty much saying it. <laughs> it looks like a lizard hand. Some sort of reptile alien arm. It's not something you would think to find in the desert. It could be a T-Rex hand. Unless you believed in dinosaurs or dragons, I guess. Yeah. We don't really believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, do, you, do you believe in life after love? Do you believe in magic? <laughs> and I hope you do. Sorry. But so, everybody else is dead. And only William and Tovar are left. But they keep on a trucking. They are going to, their their expedition, I should have said this, we find out that they had traveled because they're in search of black powder, which is something that happened a lot. You'd hear about black powder, you'd do these huge trading expeditions, and you'd all end up dead. Mm-hmm. And um, so then the next day or a couple days later, no, it's two days later, I think. Two days later, we see them again, and the hill tribes have caught up with them, 
and are going to attack them again. And they're chasing them, and they're making a run for it, and they're like, well, we can make it, if we go up to that ridge, we can make a stand. And they go, they ride up this ridge, and they get to the top of the ridge, and Tovar says, Mother of God. We can't really see what they're looking at, but then all of a sudden we hear all these arrows, and they get surrounded by arrows, and we see the wall. Dun, dun, dun. And all in all, you're just a another brick in the wall. Oh, man, that's great. And it is one hell of and a wall. You can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. And the hill tribes come up too, and then they see the wall, and they're like, nope, we've come too far, and they turn around. Because they don't want anything to do with this massive fortification either. Why are you pointing all over the place? I don't know, because I'm <laughs> trying to get through this. Why are you interrupting me? I'm nervous you're going to throw a pet at me. I am. I'm going to absolutely end up chucking this at someone. But it might not be you. It might okay. be me. Now, right. now Damon's doing, he's kind of doing an accent in this. Is he supposed to be like Irish or something? I don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> they're def- fucking weird. He's his Tovar's Spanish, right? Yes. Is that what he's supposed to be? William, I believe, is probably some sort. I wouldn't say. Wow! Maybe... Look what you did. You broke her. She can't make words now. <laughs> well, he said he fought. He said he fought Danes for different flags. So the yeah, he, and the he first... clearly I... does not. You know, well, I was trying to pinpoint. I was trying to pinpoint that. Ac- I was trying to pinpoint whether he was Danish or German. Well, he's not German. Scottish or Irish or. Something. Well, Ballard, I think, is Irish. Okay. So I think that I think maybe it might just be general Western European. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's not I did, French. I mean, English. I didn't want to stop the podcast. Maybe it's he Welsh. Was, he was trying to do some. We'll kind just of say accents. he's a white guy. Moving on. Well, he's he's <laughs> trying fly. to not sound American because yeah. there's no way that he would be American. He would right. be definitely from English, but he would have one of those hodgepodge accents because he probably speaks a bunch of different foreign languages. Maybe he's Canadian. I doubt it. <laughs> well, he's not from Brazil. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, he's landing. When does ah. this movie take place? It doesn't say. <laughs> another time. Another a place. few times we were like, when is this? <laughs> if I was guessing, I would probably say in the late 16, early 1700s. It was That's the year when of I the dog. It. it was during the year of the dog. That's all you got to know. I think, I think that if it was... I. I mean, it could be even as early as sometime in the 1500s, but I don't think it would have been earlier than that because I don't think there was a whole lot of trade going on. So it had to have been during a time period where there was some sort of trade with the East. All right. The first time I asked was when we saw all the incredible bright colored clothing. (laughs) A few times when I was like, when did this movie happen? It's China. But they've always had... Bright colors Vibrant. and dyes and stuff like that in their art. and They're much more sophisticated than the yeah, European sure. was at many points in their history. <laughs> they kind of... They, I don't think they ever went through that Dark Ages period like Europe did. And to all of our Chinese listeners out there, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so they decide to surrender. Good, good idea. <laughs> It's an excellent idea. It's been so long. It'll come to you. It'll come back to you. <laughs> I haven't surrendered in a while. It'll, It'll come, come back, back to you. So then we get this scene of this runner yelling, all the commanders are called to the Great Hall. All the commanders are called to the Great Hall. And um, this is <coughs> in subtitles. 
So there's a lot of Chinese dialogue in this movie. It's a good mix of Chinese and English, I would think. Overall, I'm just going to stop the podcast and insert this. Wow, it's only and, been 30 seconds since we stopped the podcast. <laughs> and at no point did I have trouble following the subtitles. Like, it wasn't too fast. The pacing was really good because they know you're going to have to read subtitles. Sometimes when you watch a foreign movie, it's yeah. so hard because it, they have to go so fast. But I like the way this was paced Mm-hmm. Because they know you're reading the subtitles, and I wish more movies did that. Because even movies where they use a mix of languages, they don't always pace it right. This is really well done, I thought, in my opinion, which is the only opinion that matters in my head. <laughs> <clears throat> and we see that there are five commanders when they all get to the Great Hall. There's purple, yellow, black, red, and blue. Mm-hmm. Blue is a lady. Mm-hmm. This is our commander, Lynn. And black turns out to be the general. And they recognize the arm that William had in his pack. And the commanders are super upset. And they're talking about how they thought it wouldn't be he- that it wouldn't be here so soon. Like, they seem very upset that, to find this. Commander Lin, who surprisingly speaks English, mm-hmm. starts to interrogate them. They want to know, when did you find this arm? And he says, well, I killed it two days. I took it off the creature, and that was two days ago. And they were like, are you sure you said, you sure two days ago? And he's like, yes. And they're like, how did you guys kill this? And William's like, well, I killed it alone. Caught of its arm, and it fell off a ravine. And they're very shocked that he could kill it all by himself. And then she wants to know why they're here. And William says that they're just peaceful traders. And, but all the generals are pretty sure that they're, or the commanders are like, well, they're a bunch of liars. Mm -hmm. They couldn't possibly have killed this beast. They couldn't possibly just be traitors. We should fucking kill them. But the one general. Well, strategist Wong. Yeah. The, he's the non-military man, I guess. I don't know. He's probably still a military man. The thinker. Says that and I once heard somebody say, be a thinker, not a stinker. Mm. You know, that, that was in another podcast. You should check that, that episode out. That's the Rocky episode. And while you're listening to old episodes, give a listen to Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man. John's really excited that his episode is <laughs> the highest, has the most listened. So if you are fans of the rest of us, I really think it would be fun <laughs> if you would just listen to ours. Just tell people to download the other episodes so that we can all catch up with Harley Davis and the Marlboro Man. Because it would drive him. Because it would drive him insane, especially Look. if it's the timer episode, because he hates that movie. <laughs> um, See, um, why, why, she's I just lost mean. my train of thought. Well, good, because you're a mean person. It's because you ha- you never tell anybody to listen to any of the other episodes. There's lots of great episodes out That's there. That's right. There are other great, great episodes out there. You know what else you listen to? Freddy vs. Jason. Good quality episode. That's not even the best Jason episode. The best Jason episode is Jason X, and you know it. <laughs> it wasn't the best Jason movie. That's for That's sure, true. but it's still the best Jason episode. <laughs> and you know what episode you should listen to also? The best Jason movie we watched is that remake that we watched. But no, but know what you should listen to again? Playing it cool. Not because it's mine. It's because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know. Because it had death in the time of cholera. Or love in the time of cholera. Is that the first? Both it's, of those. It's your art. Okay, so Strategist Wong my, thinks that they might be telling the truth. <laughs> so he thinks that maybe we should not kill them yet, but that there might be more information that they can learn from them. 
So but he's the one that figures it out. He's like, well, the wound's fresh, and he has the blood on the, the sword. sword. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's got so, he's probably killed it. So he thinks maybe they might be telling the truth. But they're, <laughs> but these decisions are interrupted by an attack. So the general orders them put into the stockade. And they run off to man the battlements. There's an attack. So they're taken into custody. And it's they morphin' do, time. <laughs> they don't know. Go, go, Pablo Rangers. They want to know what's happening, and they're asking all these questions, and they're pretty much ignored. But strategist Wang is walking with them. And he does decide, Wong, excuse me, (laughs) Wong, and he decides to give them some information. So he tells William that the animal he he killed is called the Taute, and that Tovar is right, that this is a siege, but that they didn't expect an attack for another nine days, which is a very specific time frame. I know. They had it down to the hour, but I guess, you know, whatever. Which I guess there's probably signs, if this happens every 60 years, I guess they've gotten pretty good at predicting. Well, Maybe. Perhaps. Signs, signs. Everywhere are signs. Because I just <coughs> noticed that there aren't people there who are like 70. Like, nobody there has ever seen one of these creatures or fought one of these creatures. But they sure are prepared. They have some good records. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you got to write some shit down. <laughs> well, A giant Taute attack will warrants writing down. <laughs> well, let's see. This... Oh, Elaine's trying to do math again. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm waiting on you. So, if you think about the people that fought in Vietnam, mm-hmm. there are realistically the people, there's really not that many left. Uh huh. There's a lot of them are, you know, the vets that are left don't talk about Vietnam at all. But, like, if you think about the people that actually fought in the war, if they had been raised in this place where they were fighting all their lives, like the people that fought in Vietnam were in their, you know, lot, most of them were young. But if they were in like their 30s, they probably still wouldn't, they probably would still not be alive today. Or they yeah. would be really old. And I think that we don't know how long a normal Tao Te attack lasts. That's true. We so don't. what if normally it lasts like 20 years? They would be dead at this point. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's true. Except for those ones that were at the end. And if we think about a lifespan oh, in yes. the 16th, <laughs> in the seventeenth century, <clears throat> they had good records. That's what I'm saying. Well, they might have longer lifespans anyway because they had, they're cleaner than we were, like well, in the Wild West and 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 Pitsy Europe and stuff. But there's still disease and stuff no, like no. that. So like the average lifespan is much longer now, even you know. But. Strategist Wong tells them they're not going to be killed today. Yes, but he wasn't Wong. The gentleman that's trying to unlock the uh, stockade can't find the key. He's too <laughs> peng. He's too frazzled. He just cannot figure it yes, out. After looking at the keys and shaking them, he decides, I can't do this. So they no tell one else him, grabs the keys to do it. But so they like, have, fuck it, let him go. So they said, fuck it, just take them to the wall and keep an eye on them. Which um, During the siege, just watch these two right here. So then we get this very cool scene of the inside of the wall and the feats of engineering and how they ready for battle, which was very interesting to see. And then we get, and we, we get up on the wall and we're watching the battle as they get ready for the battle and how they're kind of stationed. Mm-hmm. And... William and Tovar are pretty blown away by how incredible everything is. 
Like, this is not an army that they have ever kind of seen before. These are not weapons that they're familiar with. Like, even the weapons they know, they're not being used in a way that they have seen. And they have noticed that the army is color-coded, and they say that the black are the foot soldiers. And the red, William seems very impressed and amazed and just enthralled by the fact that the red are archers. And the blue are all women, which they're also very impressed by, which mm-hmm. is all, is very impressive. And um, the battle commences. But they're like, what kind of, what are they fighting? Like, what could you possibly be fighting if you're this well prepared? The Taute. Well, they don't know. The battle commences. What is the first weapon they use? Anybody? Anybody? The long range weapons. They're big balls of fire. Catapult. Great balls of fire. What, what kind of catapult? Is Great it, balls of is fire. Is it like a trebuchet? No. <laughs> None of you? No. None of you? I, I almost said a trebuchet. <laughs> I was like, nobody's going to say that. Look, they got trebuchets. Nobody? All right. Well, I don't know exactly what they were because they don't. They no, don't they're, really ca- show they're them. definitely ca- some sort of catapult. Yeah. Maybe they were cannons. But I just thought they somebody were buckets. Well, goodness gracious, they were great balls of fire. Mm. They were. And while they're, and it's kind of starts to be pandemonium. Ooh, good word. And Tovar spots another European man kind of hiding behind a parapet. I would hide too. Like, I got to think if I was Ballard, I would not be outside. I'd be hiding inside, especially as they don't expect him to fight at all. But who knows? But we see, but some of, we see our first look of the Tao Te, and they're very oddly character designed. Their eyes are very far back and offset on their, on their shoulders. Their shoulders, yeah. it looks like. Which is a place where prey animals have their eyes. Mm-hmm. I once watched a documentary that talked about where animals' eyes are placed, and if they're hunters, they're in the front so that they can look ahead. And if they're prey animals, they're on the side so that they have better peripherals Makes to sense. look for stuff. It's a good which, binocular vision as opposed to yes. more like three. So it's very weird that the Tao Te creature design has the eyes so far back. They would have excellent peripheral vision, but that's not where you put a hunting animal's eyes. Well, the queen's eyes are in the front, so... Yeah, that's true. They also have the synapse thing where they control each other. Telepathy. The <laughs> but the, some of the... We see the queen and her bodyguards, I guess, mm-hmm. which are a second kind of creature. I guess they're probably like inse- insects. They have like worker drones and... I don't know, but these um, ones that have shields look like th- yeah. maybe 300. They do phalanx formations. Mm-hmm. They have... Like, <coughs> well, no, those are the purple people. They have the shields, and they make phalanx. I can't say that word. Because some of the Tautes get to the wall. And that's when the real fighting begins. And Tovar and William are freaking out because they are tied up, and they want to get set free. And suddenly, in the chaos of the battle they're able to get Ballard's attention attention and they convince him to cut him loose which he does and then they join the battle and they kick a ton of dragon ass they're not dragons um well i'm gonna call them dragons because i like dragons they kick Taute ass 
<laughs> and they do. They're pretty. They're not the only ones kicking Tao-Tay ass. No. We see that the blue ladies, the crane corpse, are like <laughs> bungee jumpers with spears. Which is really cool. Guardian <laughs> angels like from Rain of Fire. This is like, I think that this is the Big kind of, <laughs> that kind of um, uh, scene with like the crane corpse. I think that that is the influence of the director a lot. Yeah. Because it reminds me of that um, style of Chinese wire movie. Work. Yeah, the wire work that, and stuff like it that. It looks beautiful. cool. That's got to be hell on the spine to be. Yeah. Even if it's a bungee cord, just over Which and over. Which it definitely it, was. It, it would just be yeah. jerking just back up yeah. and down and up and down. That would really hurt. The next day, you wouldn't be able to it walk. It's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> hey, but it looked cool. Like, and of the, all the fighters, they're most impressive. Yeah. I also enjoyed the Death Corpse, but that's later. <laughs> they have the best name. Um... But so favorite tertiary corp. William apparently is is an archer of some renown, and Tovar seems pretty well versed with every weapon. They use some great spiked shield works for great. I why are you looking at me like that? Because you're sitting across from me. He's giving me all these faces. Like, could you just fucking make a sentence, woman? <laughs> It's very frustrating. I need to not look at him. Maybe I'll take off my glasses. So then she can you read your notes? <laughs> yes. Okay. But it's very very cool. Apparently, um, Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon studied with a world champion archer from somewhere in Europe. Stray. I read the guy's name, but I can't remember. No, we're not to Matt. learn how to. I guess archer like Olympic real archer. Yeah, something it was pretty cool. But <laughs> so then there's a retreat. Why did the Tao Te retreat? I have no idea. But they do retreat. And they take their dead with them. Their queen. Yeah, they do. Their queen calls them home for the night. It's getting dark. It's time to come inside. Streetlights. <laughs> Maybe they were just uh, seeing what they had set up. And Right. It was to test <laughs> the water. You know? See what they got. And uh, everybody kind of surrounds William and Tovar and... Tovar says, think they'll hang us now? And William says, I could use the rest. <laughs> and they surrender again because they put down all their weapons. Tovar's got <clears throat> a few hidden. <clears throat> yep. That's pretty cool. William bumps them in. All right. But Commander Lin tells them that they have earned the general's praise and they're given a parole of sorts. We get a quick interaction of the general and Commander Lin on the wall. They're having a little chit chat. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Kind of shows us that this is her mentor and her great respect for him. Builds that little relationship. And then we get um, Ballard and waking up William and Tovar sneaking into the room. Almost gets killed. And he tells them that he's been here for 25 years and that he also came looking for black powder. He's, I mean, he seems pretty open with his purpose without really even knowing these guys. He's just happy that he has someone to speak English to. I guess. And um, he uh, seems to be open to teaming up with them and getting the hell out of Dodge. After he leaves, William and Tovar make a plan together to play their part with the army and then they'll take the black powder and Ballard and escape. And so Ballard also tells them that if he if they take a shower and clean up that they'll feed him mm-hmm. and stuff. So the next uh, scene is them walking in the chow hall and they no longer are dirty white men. 
They are now with super beards. Clean white men. Clean white men. Well. <laughs> Cleaner. Cleaner. I still have some, you know. Still a little fit. Uh, Tovar still has facial hair, and William has that long hair that he's yeah. tied back in a, very, uh, in a man bun. Yeah, whatever. Very Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so they come in the chow hall, and everybody seems pretty, you know, gives them a little hand clap. clap. Hey, you're pretty awesome. You did, did well. Welcome to lunch. Welcome to lunch. <laughs> and uh, the commanders are talking, and they're kind of talking a little smack about... Uh, them and Tovar just wants to sit down and eat, mm-hmm. but William seems to be impressed that he's impressed somebody, and wants to show off a little bit. So the one commander thinks that William's bow is primitive, and wants to know why, if he's such a good warrior, why he would use such an inferior the weapon. Bow in the room. Mm. <laughs> and uh, William decides he's going to show off, and he gives a little demo. And this apparently well, they tell him show us. Yeah. Move, they say, move the tables, and they don't know what that means, and they're looking around at each other, and they're a little worried. Uh-oh. Give us a little demo. And he's like, with all these people, are you afraid? All right, fine. They call them, <laughs> they call them, they call them chicken. They call them chicken. They he's call like, them chicken, but he's like, I'm not chicken. chicken. And, he uh, said, oh, no, you didn't. Marty McFly, so, uh, same problem. Yep. But I guess William and Tovar have done this before. Not always with the greatest of success. But apparently William was drunk last time, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> but he takes a bowl. Well, he says get a cup. But he but gets they a get bowl. A, well, they don't have cups like we have cups. They have bowls that they drink out of. A liquid-containing vessel. There you go. <laughs> and, it's more like... And Tovar drinks what's in it. And William takes three arrows and Tovar and says they go back to back. And William says pull as if he's shooting skeet. And fires the first arrow at the bowl, and then the second arrow, and the third, and then it ends up where the two arrows are sitting on the column with the bowl resting on top of them. And the first arrow knocks it over to the column, and the, and the and other then, two arrows land in the column, uh-huh. holding the bowl okay. perfectly. It's pretty awesome. And it was pretty level. I didn't get my level out, it's but very, it looked level to me. It was very um, it was awesome. Impressive. It was impressive. Better than that shooting your apple off someone's head shit. That's when down the day. It would seem to be so impressive that William gets to sit with Commander Lynn to eat while Tovar goes to sit with Ballard. And William and Commander Lynn kind of exchange stories. She was given to the army when she was five, and William thinks they're the same because he was given to an army when he was a child. Mm-hmm. And first he fought for food, and then if you get good enough, then he fights for money. Cleaning the battlefields. Yeah. Of the dead. And she gets upset. Bring dad. Because she asks him how many countries he's fought for, and he said he's fought for many flags. And she says we are not the same, because she fights for her country and for and with loyalty, and he just fights for money. So she's, She fights for China. She's nameless order to, yeah. to the end. That's so, right. And her name in this is just L. No, I'm sorry. That was something else. <laughs> She decides to give him a lesson in trust and loyalty to demonstrate what she's talking about. So she takes him to the wall to show him something. So her and the, her Crane Corp ladies. Crane Corp ladies. Well, I'm trying to say core and not corpse. <laughs> so because they're not the Crane Corpses. <laughs> Yet. It's morbid, although some of them do pass on. 
It's a little morbid. No, they go join the Stony Brook <coughs> with Officer Sapir. <laughs> All right. So she takes him to the wall and she shows him the rig mm-hmm. and she talks to him about how this army army is built on trust and you have to trust that the person has harnessed you correctly and that she just goes this whole spiel and he she says calls him a chicken again <laughs> and she dares him to jump and he says that he that they are different after all because he trusts no one and that he will not jump and she says that a man must show... What did she say? I didn't write it down. Well, then, good she, thing you were quoting it then. He must <laughs> learn how to have faith and trust. A, a, yeah. a man must show trust before he can be trusted or that something like that. Yes. We'll go with that. Sounds right. But kind of showing that, you know, and she kind of infers that you may have parole, but we still don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And then we get a scene where Ballard is demonstrating black powder which is very impressive if you had never seen gunpowder. That would freak me out. It's definitely scary. And he tells them that the best time to escape is during a battle and that they can be well away before anybody will notice and that the armory won't even be guarded and he has all these plans and he's ready to go. But, and Tovar is really into it, but William is starting to not be ready to leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't really say it yet. My only problem with this is, why not steal the recipe for black powder as opposed to the legit, the, the black powder? Well, I bet not a lot of people know how to make the black powder. But like, that has to be written down somewhere. These guys... Do you, speak, do you know how to write Chinese? No, but he speaks Chinese. But Maybe he knows a little bit. You would think that all this... He's out. been here 25 yeah, years. Ballard, he taught them English. He obviously learned Chinese. You would think that that would be I think Ballard could have found out the recipe in the Although, 25 years. I will say that he might not know how to read. I don't know, yeah. I'd, it just seemed to, to me be easier. Take a little bit of it and, a, and the book on how to make it or whatever. Because he would have to be able to re- not only read Chinese, but read english or be able to yeah (laughs) you'd have to be able to translate it right so and also we'd have to find the ingredients what if they don't have that where he's going well i mean we we end up making it so like you have to have yellow dye number five and he doesn't have that in 25 years that he's been here i feel like if he really wanted to know he could have ingratiated himself with the right people yeah (laughs) but i feel like he's not the kind of person that's interested in learning it so he can make it he just wants to steal it. To steal it. Yeah. He's a sneaky little bastard. He's had a whole bunch of time, and he's not locked up. He's got free roam of the place. If he'd have been worn but his not shoulder pads in the last movie we did yeah. with him in it, he'd have been a lot better. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they don't make it at the wall. Maybe it's shipped from somewhere else, and so there isn't the recipe there. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Now that we've covered that. So strategist Wong um, calls William to a conference, and he wants to ask about the magnet in William's bag. So in the opening sequence, they were inventorying their supplies, and one of them was a magnet, which they had for who knows why. And they wanted to throw it away, but William decided to keep it. I can make a compass out of that. And he had it in his back. It's really big and really super strong. Which, having a magnet and knowing how to make a compass, that's a good reason to keep it, but that's a super big magnet. That is a super strong magnet. It's stronger than any magnet 
Like electric Even magnets. Reverse magnets. <laughs> like, if you're going to get an electromagnet, yeah, it's about that strong. But anywho, so he had this magnet in his back. And Mas- and Strategis Wong wants to know where he had this magnet on him. And William sa- when the monster attacked him originally, and William said it was in his pack. And the strategist gives us some exposition exposition about the history of the Tao Te. Oh, good, because we need that. And how in... The first emperor's rule. They oh, were, wait, wait, wait. Is this the emperor? Never mind. They were. He I was, was greedy. Did he sacrifice? <laughs> and he was punished. Is it Shingai? <laughs> and he was punished by his greed, by a comet hitting the mountain, which unleashed a Tao Te, and they attack every sixty years to show as a lesson. A big comet fell from the sky. Something. Big green comet, and it crash the ground and there's some kind of symbolism symbolism with the green and the greed of man no green and green in that area and now it's green in that area and the greed and all this shit it, you know warns well, essentially they're, to be they're alien aliens that crashed there or something and they were released but, but all they have to do is find a girl with green eyes <laughs> who became the burning blade perhaps and sacrifice her and boom but so we get a nice little history of the legend and it doesn't say how long they attack for. It doesn't say what ends the attack. It doesn't say what they do in the interim. We don't know. They hibernate um, um, for 20 minutes, and yes. And then, we get our next scene. There's a night attack. There's one of the towers is ambushed, mm-hmm. and the general and Commander Lin go to investigate. Which seems like silly to send them, yeah. <laughs> but battle eighteen. It, uh, but they have this plan, and they there's. It looks at first like there's two one tau te, but there's actually two tau te. Mm-hmm. That be tau tees. But the general and the commander know there's two tau te, and they think they have. <laughs> have it where they're going to kill him but they don't and the general pushes Lynn out of the way because she's about to be killed by the Tao Te attacked by the Tao Te you didn't even know was there she's about to die and he pushes her out of the way and saves her life and he's injured oh so they're like raptors yeah they can open doors and he's injured and he's his dying work he gives a great dying speech that they've underestimated the Chow Tia's intelligence and that it was a trap from beginning to end. She's saying it's, it's a trap. And that the general makes Lin the general of the nameless order and says it is tell all the commanders that this is my last order and gives and her the sacred medallion of leadership. Thing is huge. Yes. <laughs> it is and it has all the little gemstones for all the little um, So you can cores. summon Captain Planet. <laughs> and then we get this great funeral ceremony. I mean, it's not great because he's dead, but they obviously have a beautiful ceremony where they honor their general, mm-hmm. which involves the beautiful paper lanterns. Which, which is, look like they're really cool. It's like, wow, that's great, until those things fall down and set shit on fire. Yeah. But I guess in the desert, not a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, people, now people do those things that w- release them at weddings and stuff like that yeah, for special occasions. I don't know. I don't know how long the paper lanterns burn. <laughs> Till they don't. <laughs> Till they don't, I guess. But it's beautiful. Yep. Mm. It's one of those... Till land one day, lands on your car and messes up the paint. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful artistic scenes that this movie has. That's mm. lovely. 
And then Envoy Chen has arrived from the palace, and he has a 900-year-old battle report. Well, Strategist Wong believes that uh, this battle report proves his theory about magnets, and the envoy reads the battle report, and it seems to it seems that it makes the Tao Te go to sleep when there's a magnet around. Which makes no sense, but whatever. They attacked. They got to the magnetic gates. When they got to the gates, they just sat there and let themselves be killed. It's the magnets. It's the magnets. It's got to be the magnets. But Strategist Wrong has this theory that magnets affect them, but they, uh, and that he thinks that it disrupts their signal so that they can't hear the queen. Which, I guess, the queen does have, like, make vibrations with her antenna hood. Are they good vibrations? I don't know. They're probably not, probably bad vibrations, (laughs) because her vibrations mean kill everyone and eat them. But to them, they're good vibrations. But (laughs) can you, come on, come on. Can you feel it? Feel it? it seems like the queen the is the only one they that's can. actually eating. So. Unless there's magnets. Mm. Well, they probably eat some of them. We don't know, do we? No. Mm-hmm. I imagine they eat some but, of them. Most of them. But there's no way to try it out. So there's this is a great conversation, but it kind of leads nowhere. But then William is like, well, why don't you just catch one? And they all kind of look at him like, well, what do you, we can't. They, they'll they take, break out of every net we try. And they take their dead when they die. So we can't really do anything with them. William is like, well, you hunt one like a whale. And I guess he's not sure if they've seen a whale because he kind of explains it. It seems like maybe they do understand what a whale is. Like, whale? Yeah, there's a few times in the movie that was a little, like, because well, mm, you're like, I don't know exactly what trans... Like, when, it, when the one guy walks up and he goes, well, we know that they're evolving. And I'm like, hmm, you had evolution over China and carry the three. In the 1500s, 1600s. And then, you know, there's a couple things that I'm like, I don't know really, really translate. I wouldn't think that... I imagine they've seen a whale, though. I wouldn't think that anybody in the army, in the nameless order that never leaves the wall and trains for killing the Tao Te their whole life, would have any idea what a whale is. But the envoy... in a book. Maybe. But the strategist who reads a lot of books, or the envoy Chen, he probably knows what a whale is. Could be. Because I'm sure the emperor has a palace on the sea. All right, so the Night's China's Watch here country. has never seen a whale. Move on. <laughs> but so he explains how you would catch one like you would catch a whale. And um, this leads to a conversation between Tovar and William where Tovar is like, you are getting way too involved. This is not what we are here for. We are stealing some black powder and getting out of here. And you need to keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And William doesn't really have any response to that. Actually, it's a really good idea. It's called misdirection. Well, well then he's getting involved. <laughs> he's getting attached. It's not good. He's catching feelings. But for this group, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he feels bad. He and he's calls. like, you know what? I want to kill these fucking things. <laughs> well, next thing we know, it's foggy as all get out. And if they overrun, if they overrun China, I mean, they may get other places. You know? Oh, they will. Well, and he said, if they get to the capital, they'll take over the world. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense There's whatsoever. There's enough food in the capital that... It's like, oh, if they get the capital of China, they're going to get the whole world. It's like, well, check your math on that. Maybe the Europeans will do better. <laughs> I don't know how well they swim. But... Well, in this century, do they know about the other side of uh, the world? They know about Europe, and it's right there. All right. In the Mongols. <laughs> We're going to have to not pr- pursue this, because... The Taute always attack in the direction of the giant wall. Mm-hmm. If they went the other way, 
there is no wall. <laughs> so we can't look at this logic that would say the Taotier would kill everyone before China. Well, going to China is a good idea, though, because there's so many people. You go the other way, what are you going to, you know, where are you going? Water. Yeah. Japan. You need Siberian food. Siberian desert. <laughs> there's, there's, there's any more food in the world than China. You know? There's people on the Mongolian steppes. Mm-hmm. We saw these hill tribes. How are these people not Taotier food? Yeah, but they're not as many. You know what I mean? I'm just saying... We can't I don't know how look, much they need to eat. We Maybe can't look at this snack. logically. It's like this when is, you go to, to the KFC and you get a chicken little. You can't <laughs> put logic on alien monster fantasy motives. By the way, if you well, had a chicken little, those things are delicious. They, they, are. they went after anybody <laughs> in the vicinity. The legend is they're going after China. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right, so, now we've covered that. It's foggy as all get out. We're still getting out. And we are on a Tautier hunt. So we have... Mixed up some kind of sleeping potion. Like they do when they hunt whales. Which, how would we know what would put a Tautier to sleep? How do we know what would put a whale to sleep? As opposed to what would... I'm sure that they have poisoned their weapons if whales in the sleep, past. Do they, sink? they have a 900-year-old battle report. They have been fighting <laughs> these guys for a long time. So, I'm sure they have Tautier poison. Mm-hmm. But how would they know the correct amount for a sleeping potion? Again, we can't bring logic into this situation. <laughs> Movie with... with um lizard monster thing so there's just some things we're gonna have to take on faith and remember as always from our very first review ever this is fiction (laughs) i thought it was based on true stories what i read um we should do something based on true story that'd be more fun but so we get a scene we get a flash of ballard and tovar they're waiting for william to come and join them so they can escape it's foggy out we're on a tao te hunt everybody is distracted Mm um then uh we hear that we get attacked by the Chautier, and they order the death squad to attack. Now, the death squad are the black gentlemen, mm-hmm. in, and they are axemen. They have panther head, right? It's something like that. Because the blues are swans. Yeah. The black ones, I think, is a panther. But do they have panthers in China? Maybe a jaguar. Maybe a jaguar. They definitely have. They each have a monster. Mm-hmm. On them. Well, no, yeah. they're animals. Like they're an animal. But, yeah, ham, animal. Ham. But they are axemen, and they do this really cool thing where they're they axemen. No axe. A x. Axemen. E axe. Like this thing that you bought at a auction, silent auction today. I won that in the contest. Fucking axe. And it's a great award. It is pretty cool. So the axemen, the death squad, walk down the walls. Mm-hmm. on ropes but they don't bungee jump like the crane corps do they just kind of walk down the side there's also these giant slicing scissor things that you would expect in a great D trap that oh, come out fantastic. from the walls and no, that are just chopping they're the same things that you have to kneel in indiana jones or you yeah. cut your head cut off the only the penitent man, man will, shall pass it's the same thing the penitent man kneels before god so mm-hmm. all right so but it's pretty cool and also, they're slicing and a dyson so, yeah, cutting the shit out of the Tao Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, they should have more of these. Yeah. William, go, so, and they start firing their harpoons at the Tao to catch them. But they're not having much luck. The other Tao are ripping them out. The mm. chains are breaking. William was hiding in Ballard's parapet, looked like. Mm-hmm. And he's going to leave, but he can't do it. He sees that it's not working out as well and that they might not make it. And so he's like, we can't leave. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, I, he doesn't say he can't leave, but you can see the, his internal struggle on his face because he's Matt Damon and a great actor. 
I loved him in Eurotrip. So he does not leave. And then Tovar like and Ballard are mm. having an argument. And Ballard is like, we'll just leave without him. And Tovar says, we can't leave. We need his bow. Mm. So Tovar doesn't just not want to leave his buddy. He doesn't care about that. But he knows that they won't live if they don't have William and his weapon expertise. And he can't live if living is without you. That's true. <laughs> so... The Tiaoche are escaping, and we only got one left on the hook. And William jumps in to give it his best whale hunting expertise, because he has seen it done. <laughs> and he tells them that they need to, that they're going to break the chain and that they got to play out the line. So apparently William is not only an accomplished archer, but an average fisherman. <laughs> well, good for him. And he says that they have to give him more time. Mm-hmm. So General Lin calls out the ring of fire. Too easy. I'll let that one go. (laughs) (laughs) But it does burn. Burn, burn, burn. And, but somehow she knows that William sees this is not enough and that he's going to jump off the wall. Because she says, William, wait. Like, I don't know how she knew that this was what was in his head because it's certainly not something I would consider in the middle of the battle. Right. Like, oh, damn. You guys are all dead. But (laughs) But she says, screaming arrows. And so they get these screaming arrows and she says... You'll be able to hear them coming. And they fire off these whistling arrows into the Tao-Te. And William grabs the chain and slides down it like a badass motherfucker. That probably hurt a lot. (laughs) This is a dumbass idea. (laughs) This is something that only works in movies and not even then. This is stupid. Because the wall is fucking super ass high. And you can't Mm -hmm. just slide down a fucking chain... As if I don't make this, you even going to try? But so he goes down just as the Tiao Te um, kind of breaks loose. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, the sleeping potion has gotten long enough in there and the Tiao Te decides to take a little nappy nap. Doesn't decide to take a nappy nap. Just falls asleep. So William like, like this, this secures this him. Chloroform? <laughs> you would just fall asleep. I can't smell anything. So I don't know. <laughs> so William goes down and he secures the Te with the chain. I'm not sure how we tied how you tie a chain in a knot, but I guess William figured so it we, out. So you would tie a rope in a knot. I don't It works very similarly. I don't think a rope is as pli- a chain is as pliable as a rope, but I don't know, I'm not tying up much chains. <laughs> well, it work like that, yeah. Because if you remember our our um, last dragon episode, Bruce Leroy tied his brother into a room and he used a chain and tied it in a knot. We did not pay attention. Well, yeah, I'm not the master like Bruce Leroy. Well, that's true. You don't have the glow. Are you saying that William has the glow? William has the glow. Who's the master? Well, show enough, but... All right. <laughs> and I, so. think, I think he's got something real in his bow for the... I mean, no, real in his hands for their ass. <laughs> but, so... He, as he's down there, he starts to hear the whistling from the screaming arrows and the Tao Te attack him and he almost dies. But! Where? Oh, oh. no. Tovar comes out of nowhere. Dun, How did dun, he even dun. get down there? And well, it, looked like, it almost looked like they opened a little section at the bottom of the wall. They do. They that open was, a door. Yeah. <laughs> but at like, this why point... Why didn't they start with that? Instead of at shimmy, this point, we don't down know <laughs> how Tovar even got out there yeah. and he saves his life. And he says, I'm only saving you so I can kill you myself. <laughs> That's and a good line. 
they have this another great fight scene where they work together to be a fighting powerhouse. I really feel like they only work as a fighting duo. Like, sure, William's a good fighter. Sure, Tovar's a good fighter. But together, they're like they're the special. road warriors. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're like together. They're like the road warriors in the early they 80s. Really they really need fuck people up. They really need each to other. Be together. Yes. Right. All right. But at the end, it's still not enough. And General Lin orders the use of black powder weapons. So we finally get to see the gloriousness of black powder yeah, in action. I would have started with these. That's just me. <laughs> I mean, but historically speaking, they work well. Yeah. It does knock a William out. The percussive. Yeah, it starts blowing everything. Well, yeah. grenades will do that to you if you're too close. The percussion knocks them out. If you're really out. too close, you die. But <laughs> they do manage to save them and drag them in through the secret door. Mm-hmm. Right. Which seems like the place that you would have went out. But I would have, knows? instead of shimmy sliding out. I'm sure it's how Tovar well, got out. He might not have known about the door. But how did Probably Tovar not. get down there if he knew about the door? Well, maybe Ballard told him. Ballard told him, yeah. Or maybe that's around I don't where know. they were when they were arguing. Who knows? We're not going to pull on that thread. But we get to the infirmary. Mm-hmm. And Commander Lynn, or General Lynn, excuse me. She is General Lynn. Now you respect her authority. The, the general <laughs> wants to know why he went over the, you know, she, he's like, I'm alive. Did we get it? And she's like, yes, we got it. And he's like, Tovar, is to- did Tovar make it? And she's like, your friend is fine. And she's like, why did you go over the wall? And he says, trust. Only he says the Chinese word for trust, mm-hmm. uh, which I can't pronounce. And he says, did I say it right? And yes. she, she says, nope. Say, yeah. <laughs> and she they have a little moment here where she it's says that moment. she doesn't think I did write shared moment down here. <laughs> You're welcome. Where, where she says that she thinks that the greed of man is not that different from the Tao Te. And he and William says that the strong take what they want. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this little little moment. Little moment. We're not really <laughs> okay. sure what it means. Moment, got it. <clears throat> so then strategist Wong is able to prove his magnet theory because they have the Tao Te in a cage and the magnet causes it to be still. And the Envoy Chen is like, all right, let's ship it off to the Emperor. And they seem to take it back that they're not going to get to study it, but apparently all orders are any captured Tao Te goes right to the Emperor. So he loads it up on a cart and drives it off. Why you would want that? <laughs> Leave that shit at the wall. <laughs> But Wilvar, yeah, I would put it on the Wilvar, side <laughs> William and Tovar. Well, the Emperor's also a little kid, so maybe he's like, "Cool monster, bring it to me." We, <laughs> like, we, we don't know that yet. Well, but I know. But why in all these movies is like the Emperor always like a, a, a little kid? All right, I have a theory on that, but we're not to the Emperor yet. So and does he have a new groove? Mm. He just might. Boom, baby, go! I love the Emperor's new groove. Um, William thanks Tovar for saving him his life, and Tovar <clears throat> seems to think that William is delusional. And Tovar has this great speech where he's like, I know what you are. You know what you are. A thief, a liar, and a killer. You can undo you can never undo the things you've done, and you can never be anything. And then William gets so pissed he draw pulls a knife on him. And Tovar is like, There you are. Nice to see you, my friend. <laughs> but so Tovar is like, you can't. I know you just I know you're enjoying being the hero but this isn't who you are you're fooling yourself and um, then we get but they leave things in a bad place and the next attack comes and Ballard and Tovar attempt to escape 
But this attack seems to just be a diversion because the army finds that the Taute has put a big hole in the wall. Nobody noticed. And nobody noticed. It's and they a big wall. investigate this. Well, Chinese it is a big, got a lot of health. <laughs> it's 5,500 miles long. So. It's a long. It's a, it's a big ass wall. And so William Chinese got a lot of goes to look for Tovar <laughs> and Ballard and he finds them looting the armory. And William tries to get them to stay. And, to, and he's like, look, we can stay here. We can fight for this cause and we can be good people. And we don't have to be liars and thieves and murderers. And he's like, no, I want to be a liar no, and a thief. Well, Tovar starts to talk to him, but Ballard is like, fuck this, and just knocks him out. He's like, I've been Ballard here for says, 25 years. Ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I, somebody was barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Woke up to get a cold pot. And, um... So, Ballard just knocks him out. Now, while this is going on, Peng... Is that how, is that, how you say his name? I wrote it down. With, you should uh, write it down when you need it. So no, I didn't. The one who was supposed to watch them at the very beginning on the wall. We'll call him Peng. Yeah, Peng. Peng, yes. He, over, he, he sees William as William goes by, so he kind of sees this whole interaction between to- William and Tovar Ballard. Because they've had a few moments. Yeah. Yeah. Between the two of them, where like it's looks a, it's and, a tertiary plot between yes. William and this younger soldier, who the army thinks is kind of useless, but William can see the uh, potential. Yeah, it's just tertiary. It's something so you'll he enjoy. Saw him go yeah. and, and he kind of followed. But him it's not. And he saw it. But so him. Lynn has summoned her. General Lynn summons the commanders to the tunnel, and they see that the tunnel goes all the way through. And that the Taote are way ahead of them on their way to the capital. And so they kind of discuss their options. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to reach them by horse because it takes two days. And kind of screwed. And they hatch a dangerous plan to use balloons. And which apparently all the tests have failed, but it would only take six hours. And this is the only thing they can do. So then we get a flash of the envoy arriving at the palace. And we meet the emperor, who does seem like he's a teenager, maybe. On the young side. It's hard to tell how old he is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought he was like between nineteen and twenty-two. He seems to be quite a young man, and yeah, and uh, not a child per se, but definitely childlike. And they do often portray these emperors in these movies as very childlike. Which I think makes 100% sense because they, um, they're, they're super sheltered. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see this with, like, the Japanese emperors in movies, too. They're always very childlike. And a lot of princes in European movies are that way, too. Yeah. I don't know. I watched a movie recently just, with the king, and he was not young. Because they're just so sheltered, and they only hear what, you know, they want to hear. Especially, it seems like if the age of the ruler is young then they're very sheltered like uh, if your movie portrays like our last movie an older king they're very world wise and knowledgeable even although still a little sheltered but but it depends on when they had to become king but whenever a movie portrays a ruler as a young person they seem just completely out of touch like they have no they've never lived in the world They've never experienced the world. Yeah. 
Like in, uh, what was that movie? Oh, in Red Sonia, that little boy. Yeah. Ruffians. <laughs> but that was a good movie. Yes, you should hear all about it in our Red Sonia episode. <laughs> where we learn about Infinity Gems. Uh, <laughs> there was an Infinity Gem in there. <laughs> but the Emperor is very impressed. And they have some fun with the Atiaute. And then William is found. And General Lin feels very betrayed. And she is doesn't want to hear anything of what he has to say. And he tries to defend himself, saying that I tried to stop them. I tried to convince them to stay. And she's like, you're a liar. Not hearing it. And I hate you. And I He's wish like, I could you kill know you myself. Me better than that. Nope. She not she's like, I don't know you at all. <laughs> and she's about to order him killed when Peng jumps in and saves the day. And she says, and he says, this is what I saw. He didn't do it. And one of the commanders is like, you can't, he's just a worthless boy. What does he know? But Peng's pure heart convinces the general and they just decide to lock William up. And then we get Tovar and Ballard have made it out and they're traveling through the desert. Mm-hmm. And, but they kind of lost. So Ballard um, convinces Tovar to climb up on a hill to kind of see where they're at. And he uses this opportunity to steal all the horses and black powder and yep. leave Tovar Man. completely alone with nothing. As like soon as a he says, go up there and have a look, I said, he's running away. Yeah. <laughs> because he's completely not trustworthy. And well, then... The Chinese word for trust, too. Our next sequence is fantastic because it is the dramatic balloon sequence. <laughs> so the balloons that they're going to use to get to the Capitol are just giant paper lanterns. Yeah. <laughs> Which and many work, of them are just and they work on about fire as well as and falling they, out of the sky. And they work as well as giant paper lanterns. Yeah. About half of them catch on fire and come yeah. crashing to the earth in fiery death. So now with the general, no, no, nay, nay. No, hers survives i noticed it has to and about well, half she, of them she's i mean the well, the heroine she is she's definitely the hero heroine i'm gonna call her the hero mm. so you call it protagonist armor plot armor yeah. plot armor plot she's armor. got it she's got some great plot armor and um but uh ping and wong come to release william i guess they finally did find that key to the stockade <laughs> <laughs> and uh well i'm good and william's like what's happening and Wong tells Will that the Tao Te made a tunnel and that they're in the kingdom and that and you're screwed. Everything's screwed. And yeah. William is like, is there a chance? And strategist Wong is like, there's only one chance. We have to kill the queen. Mm-hmm. But um, the general has given you your freedom. Yeah. You're free to go. You should go because if not, you're and you're go- we're going to need you to tell the world. What you know, what's happening, and prepare them because we're all we know at this point that we're doomed. We're going to make our last dance, but it's very slim. You're going to make they get back to Europe and go, guys. I was in China, and there are these alien monsters coming, and they're like, okay, thank you, burn him. He's a witch. But, <laughs> but as they're talking, okay, they're walking you. to the wall because strategist Wong is about to catch his balloon. Because mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. They're not and staying at the wall. No, no. staying at the wall. They're all, everybody's taking a balloon for the cat. The wall's worthless. They're taking their chance. At this point. <laughs> I guess. I mean, some people have to stay on the wall, I guess. But. White walkers might show up. I don't know. 
That's true. Gotta watch out for those white But uh, as Strangis really Wong gets on his blue, William says, I'm gonna need my bow if I'm gonna go with you. And Wong is like, but you've given your freedom. And he's like, well, I'm gonna need my bow. So let's get this show on the road. And then Peng... So come on, bow! And Peng says, let me go too. And Strangis Wong looks at William like, what do you think? And William says, let him come. So they all Welcome hop on... die, fuck it. They all hop on their flaming balloon and take their chances. Um, but they also have plot armor. Now, speaking of someone who doesn't have plot Some armor, better than others. <laughs> we get a quick flash of Ballard as he gets captured by the Hill Tribes. Because mm-hmm. that's what you get, you sneaky bastard. And then we get a flash of the Emperor's Court, and they're playing with the Magnet, and the Taute gets free. Oops. Now, the Queen and her army are traveling through the countryside, eating as they go. Mm. And when the Tiaote gets freed from the magnet's influence, he calls to her. He's like, they're over here, motherfucker. And she hears him, and this causes the whole army of Tiaote to turn towards the capital. So, those dumbasses in court. (laughs) And then... Well... (coughs) So, we see the giant Tiaote army turn to the capital. It's very dramatic. Mm -hmm. Like a wheeling stampede. Then we get another quick flash to Ballard, and he is tied up in a campfire, and the hill tribes are going through his stuff, but they don't recognize the importance of his goods. Yeah. His saddlebags. No. <laughs> and they're doing some dumbassery with the black powder weapons, Throwing and one lands right next to the fire. Which he says, you dumb motherfuckers. Which causes an explosion. and Multiple explosions. Kills them all, I assume. Well, but if you're standing that close to the... Tovar was only a couple hills over, sees the explosion, and heads that way. Now we get the arrival of the capital. So we have seen the, lan- the lantern balloons flying and through the night, and they get to the capital, and they kind of arrive the same time as the Xiaote. The Xiaote. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, and you know, jumping up and pulling some of the balloons down, yeah. and flipping all over the place. It's and really Lynn's balloon is attacked. So mm-hmm. And her and her ladies end up in the courtyard, and they're fighting for their lives. And Lynn is about to be killed, and William is like, "Here, I, you know, Lynn, here up I here, am. rock you like a hurricane." And they manage to save her. Mm-hmm. It's a very dramatic scene. It's very cool. And Lynn says, I set you free. And he says, here I am. Or he says, and here I am. Mm -hmm. Which is a great moment. And they find, they're on their balloon. They say, there's the queen. And then they crash into the courtyard of the palace. And the palace guards surround them. But General Lynn takes out her Captain Planet amulet. (laughs) And they're taken to the emperor. It's morphin' time. And the emperor, so, so Cusco. <laughs> they're taken before the emperor, and he's like, where the fuck you been? <laughs> it's just like, look, half of our <laughs> army died when those fiery balloons crashed to the I, ground. I guess you don't have scouts. We're doing because everything we can. <laughs> it's raining blood outside. But it reminds me. And men. Yeah. It, Hallelujah. Because he yells at them for being so late. But it reminds me in Ocean's Eleven when they're in, they break into the vault. And Yang is like, where the fuck you been? So where the fuck you been? <laughs> this is exactly that scene. This, that's, the thing, that's the thing I picture. And Matt in my Damon head. in that scene also went, 
All right, well, shit. <laughs> shit happens. So wait, see the connection there? So Matt Damon's saying he's always late. They, That's why Jimmy Kimmel won't have him on the show. But <laughs> we have the greatest strategist ever, Wong, and he's got a plan. Mm-hmm. And he says, where is the captured Tao Te? And their plan is to use the captured Tao Te to kill the queen. They're going to load him up, load him up with bombs. <laughs> yep, send him in with food. And send him to the queen, and he's going to go feed the queen, and then they'll be able to blow her up. It's actually not a terrible plan. They should have remote detonators. That would really help. <laughs> well, they kind of do. <laughs> we get Not so much. <laughs> before our plan goes into effect, we get a quick flash of Tovar, who has rounded up all the trade goods from what was left of the Burning Hill Tribe camp. Mm-hmm. We don't see that, but we assume that as he looks super self-satisfied going on his way. But what we don't see, or what he doesn't see, but we see as the camera zooms out, is another group of men on horses about to intercept him and take him down. Not a good day. <coughs> it's not a good day to be a bad guy. Nope. This were Hong Kong, he'd be dead now. Oh, wait a minute. So we go back to the capital, and our plan is to Just use the aqueduct <laughs> to travel underneath the streets to get the Chao Te close to, closer to the queen. So this is what they do. And there's a place where you can see the Tao Te running over, like, the graded aqueduct. And it's very, um, I don't know, a lot of tension in this scene. Mm-hmm. And they get attacked. The Tao Te reach down into the tunnel and grab them. And Peng is hurt. And they're like, oh, no. You're going to be fine. We're going to come back for you. We're going to keep live. moving. Just Don't worry. Just sit in the tunnel. Here. Hang out. We'll be back. Don't worry about those But as they the get to the end of the tunnel, at the other end of the tunnel, the Tao Te have got onto them because they're apparently smarter than you would think a well, lizard monster would be. Well, they're smarter than the average reptiles. They keep surprising the Chinese people. And they broke it into the end. And Peng sacrifices himself. He uses his cool... They have these wrist guards that... Spark, yeah, like flint and steel, steel wrist guards or something. Well, he worked to, in the kitchen to light <laughs> the bombs on fire, and he blows up the tunnel, burying him and the oncoming Tiao Te, and, and also, saving the plan. What he said mm-hmm. in Chinese, they they got the translation wrong. He says "Yippee Kaye, motherfucker." He might have. <laughs> so they get the Tiao Te to, I don't know, they're in some kind of tower. Yeah, it's a tower with a bunch of, like, stained glass windows or something. Beautiful. I don't know what it is. Okay. Let's not worry about it. And there's more than it's one in that courtyard. Some yeah. kind of tower. It's like eight stories tall or something. Yeah, small. It, it, and, it's, a, it's a thing. But so they get to the bottom of this tower. I guess the, and it's a very fancy entrance to the aqueduct. Whatever. And they open the door. Mm-hmm. Instead of peeking out a window, they just open the door. And they see, yes, we're right by the courtyard and the queen. So, the, so they're like, all right. They take the magnet off the Tao Te, and they back up, and they get far enough away that he shakes himself off, and he kind of looks like he's going to attack, but he's like, oh, no, magnet that way. Like, mm-hmm. how would he know? And you feel it. Then he escapes. The force is strong with that one. He and he goes food, to the food because they brought a big cart of, yep. like, giant Meat. ribs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like steak. And, <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes to bring the food to the queen. So, mom, mom, mom. Yay, it's worked. <laughs> So commander, but or, the the bodyguard when it gets to him, the bodyguard picks it up and looks at it for a second, but and then it puts it, it down. It yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like but, it's gonna let it well, in. Do you know they let him in because Matt Damon said let him in. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, oh okay, yeah, oh, this guy's he, cool. He, it's right. Like he's on the list. He's a bouncer. <laughs> so the Will and Lynn 
go up high so that they, they, can, they climb up into the stained glass lighthouse so that they could get a good shot. And they go up to, like, level six. They don't go all the way to the top. They no. go to, like, level six. They need the high ground. <laughs> and Strategus Wong is just going to wait for them at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So they go out and they see that it's working, that the t- that the bomb is almost is right at the queen. So William takes a black powder arrow and shoots it, and it's going and it's going and it's going. But at the last second, shields Negative. up and it bounces off. And when it bounces off, it does then explode off to the side. So at least you got. And the queen kind of looks up, but she didn't know where it came from. So she orders all the Tiaote in the courtyard to attack the towers. Because there's more than one. She knows so it came from up. Yeah. So. so she starts attacking the towers. This causes them to break into the bottom of the, the tower. The tower. So Strategist Wong gives it his last best shot at life. Uh-huh. It's not going down without a, a fight. And William and the general William. see this and they're upset. But they're like, we got to get higher so I can get a better shot. And can you take me higher? So they climb all the way to the top. And again, William takes an arrow, and again, he he gets a good shot, and he shoots, and clank, Mm -hmm. shields up again, goes off to the side, but this time the queen was ready for him, and sees exactly where it came from, so now all the Teote are attacking that one tower. That one tower. And they only have one, one black powder weapon left. And Will's like, give me the spear. And General Lin goes, I've been training for this my whole life. And he says, I'll get you that shot. He's like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. You're way better at this. like, yep, <laughs> you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. I got caught up in the moment. Also, you outrank me by a gazillion. <laughs> so somehow they, they tie a rope and they use it to George of the Jungle style no, swing. They, they Batman swing, thank you. <laughs> Whatever. George uses vines. But William says... William takes the magnet. Because mm-hmm. Wong said, it's up to you guys yeah. now. And he threw it and it yeah. stuck to her spear. Because yeah. he sacrificed himself. Now yeah. he's gone. But and is he, did, Saint- he, did he really die? No, he's with Officer Spear. <laughs> <laughs> did we, we didn't see, see him, him die. So. He's with Officer Spear. He Shapiro. could just be buried under all those... Um, Tao-te. Tao-te. He could just be wearing magnetic armor. We don't know. We this don't guy's know. crazy. That would be awesome. <laughs> but so... For them. Yeah, they should probably get some of that. <laughs> so they fly through the air and William throws the magnet and the guards start to put up their shields but there's just a big enough hole that the magnet flies through so they stop moving and then the flaming spear of destiny comes through and the queen grabs it like she's gonna eat it but explosion 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 the queen is dead which is dead yep and um, then the dumbest thing in this whole movie happens because all the Tao Te turn into mannequins. Yes. Synapses broke. And they just fall off the I tower. I hate and this movies. Like they did this in the Avengers the, and I was like, no! I said it to Carly too. I was like, that's the one thing I hate is when they do the So I was talking tie. to John about this earlier. Like it makes sense if they're robots. <laughs> I'm not sure how they could have ended this movie and made it have a satisfaction, satisfaction, Satisfying ending. Oh, Jesus. Because if, even heart. if they killed the queen and the queen stopped giving them commands and they didn't become mannequins, they still would have been killing all these well, Chinese people would have died. They could have ran. 
they but, could have broken Rand, and then they're like, we'll spend the next hundred years hunting them down. It just or whatever. this was a very dumb way to end yeah. the movie, but it's such a they small part, <laughs> and they instantly cut away. They were already so two it's hours not in. a problem. So we're just gonna yes, so, it's dumb. I know it's dumb. You know it's dumb, but we're gonna skip over it because the movie's like, all right, that was dumb. Let's take a left turn. <laughs> and more, then, more importantly, tau taste steaks. For everybody. <laughs> because... The chow is delicious. Yes. It's like Chick-fil-A. I hope so. But we, we got cut, tons of it. We cut to our next scene, and we got William riding to a prison, and he finds Tovar all locked up because he got arrested. Mm. And um, we get some great banter here. Um, They're wearing tau leather pants. Yep. <laughs> tau bags. And William... tau <laughs> Tovar says, that's a nice new pair of pants. And William says, it's made of tau <laughs> And uh, he says... Cost? Uh, $800? And, that, TV um, in them or something? Tovar... Nope. And, uh, William tells Tovar that the emperor gave him a choice. He could take all the black powder he could carry, or he could take Tovar. And Tovar says, please, please tell me you chose the powder. <laughs> but William apparently has... Chosen Tovar. Tovar also has another great line. I don't know you anymore. I don't even know you anymore. But they, you know, he lets his friend go and they go to leave and there's General Lin and Tovar says, I'll just wait in here. Don't you leave without me, which is also (laughs) funny. And General Lin and and William have a goodbye. And this is where I thought, oh, they're going to have them start kissing. No. But they didn't think... So this was relationship. Like, are you even gonna kiss her goodbye? And he goes, "Nope." This relationship was built on mutual respect. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Just because and, um, she's a female doesn't mean there has to be a romance. Well, that I is, know, but they tend to always feel that it does. And I like that. Well, they then she's beyond disciplined, and she's the leader. You know what I mean? So she's, this she's way the, means way more to her than some. Mm-hmm. She's Obviously, the queen of the northern region or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's everything he could want in a woman. We yeah. all can see that. But he's not everything. She, he, he's not the man. She's every woman, Shaka Khan. <laughs> but uh, they say goodbye, and as they're Good riding off, Tovar says, are you sure you don't want to go back? And William says, of course I do. I just don't trust you to make it out of here alone. And that is the end. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. <clears throat> so, Carly, what did you think of this movie? Oh, oh this movie... I... <laughs> okay, I'm very things, interested. This is your turn to talk, Carly. me about the movie. I read that they were not granted permission to actually film yes. on the wall, so they the... had to CGI everything, pretty much. Yes. All the scenery. That's what bothered me throughout most of the movie. Like, it, it was almost like, do I need to adjust my TV settings? These colors are weird. <laughs> well, to be fair, my TV kind of sucks. Second I off, was going to say, that didn't bother me at all. <laughs> well, my TV's kind of shitty, so that made part of it. Second of all, all right. like I told you, they probably went to the Chinese people and are like, hey, is it okay if we do some explosions and monsters on your seventh wonder of the world? And they're like, like no. <laughs> like, there's very few can parks we, can where we you're even your allowed Statue to of Liberty? go. Yeah. But no, it was visually, it was almost a couple times I was like, what on earth is happening? Like, the, there was too much going on. And it was all the CGI. It was like a video game movie to me. It, it very much felt like a video game. Like, uh, Commander Lin or General Lin, almost everything she said was like what that person in the town would tell you when you go. <laughs> if you've played video games like that. Exposition. It was. It very much felt like you could play Matt Damon's character, or you could play. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a video game of it. It really felt very video gamey to me. You're incorrect. <clears throat> uh, anyway, <laughs> but my favorite character was Lynn. 
and followed by Peg, because I really liked him. But favorite he's more of a tertiary character. <laughs> okay. So. You can pick him. Um, <laughs> my least favorite character was Ballard. My favorite line was, the last time I saw you, you left me for dead. The time before that, I saved your life. And my favorite scene were the fighting scenes. The on the wall. The mm. first one when we first saw the ladies jumping yeah. down and we see all of what's going on. And then later we see other defenses with the blades. And I thought the fighting scenes when the army was in action were wonderful. Um, I'm going to maybe. This is okay. a maybe for me. Right. It was... There was a lot of action, and I really enjoyed the fight scenes, but, and maybe it was the TV. <laughs> Way to go, Tony. Sorry. But visually, it just kind of hurt my eyes. <laughs> all right. Interesting. John. So Carly has to do a little payback because she stole all of my answers. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Interesting. My favorite character is also Lynn, the general uh-huh. Lynn. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Ballard. My favorite line, I'm going to change up on you because I had a standby. And it's right, at, and you know what? At the end, where he's like, "Please tell me you took the powder." Yeah. He's like, "No, I took you." He's like, "I don't even know you anymore." <laughs> I'm gonna make that my favorite line, just to be uh, different. Right. <laughs> and my favorite scene is when you first see the army, all working together, and you have the mm-hmm. different colors, and really when the um, the birds are flying and they're stabbing people, the taute, like that was really cool. That's my favorite scene. Okay. Um, it was. I'm gonna also. Yay this. You should watch this movie. Because um, well, plot-wise, it's it's a fun action movie. Mm-hmm. Don't dig too deep for plot. And I really enjoyed that they had a male lead and a female lead, and they didn't get together. Because she was a strong female lead. She's the one who saved the day. Yeah. Which yep. is also, this was a Chinese movie, so a Chinese character was going to save the day. So I really liked that about it, and it was... It also saves from the... The white savior. Yeah, the white problem. savior thing. Well, he didn't save yeah, shit. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the white savior argument was based more off the previews than right. off the movie itself. Well, well they, they do didn't that. Watch the movie. They, they do that a lot. Like, but they have white people in this. Like, they're supposed to be. He's a foreigner. So, Tony, I guess you're up. Oh. Um. Yes, I'm very interested to see what Tony thinks. My favorite character is. Uh, it was kind of a tie between Lynn and the Red Viper. I liked both of them. Um, my least favorite character is Ballard. My favorite line, um, I didn't write it all down, but it's it's the line where he's like, um, you're a thief and a liar. and a, that I know what you are. Yeah. You know what you are. A thief, a liar, and a killer. And then you he, can't undo the things you've done, and you can never be anything. It's really the second part where he's like, there you are. Because that sounds yeah. like something that a friend would do. We're like, look, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're talking, but I'm trying to get something out of you, and there it is. You know, I'm trying to get you to see that you don't need all this. Because it's easy to, it's easy to pick... Uh, What's his name? I keep wanting to call him Red Viper. Tovar. It's easy Tovar. to pick Tovar as a bad guy, but if you look at it from his point of view, he's he's kind of right. He's like, look, we don't know these fucking people. We don't have anything to do with this. We don't we owe anything. This. Yeah. yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, let's I can't, be ourselves I can't fall here. And they have been mercenaries for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like, let's do what we came to do. Our whole lives have been getting wrapped up in other people's wars. You know, this is not a. This is another one. I mean, and they're not even paying us to be here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and the chances are in this, and we're not even fighting men here. This yeah. is something we've never even seen. Okay. So and my favorite scene is is uh, the same one John picked. This I call it the Guardian Angels scene because it's the same thing from Rain of Fire where they do the the dives. But I like when they do the dives and things. It's really cool. It is pretty sweet. Um, 
Yeah, I'll... See, it's tough. I want to... Yeah, I'll give it a... It's tough on Yay. It's, like, right on the line between Yay and May Bay. Um, well, I'll, let's just say, will you be happy to watch this movie again? I would probably watch it again. Now, it's a little unfair because it's... The creatures in it are very identical to creatures I like in other things. They're, they're like Tyranids in other games and stuff. It's okay to like a thing. No, I know. So I'll... He just doesn't like to admit he likes the thing. <laughs> no, it's just... You gotta pick one. Only Mac and DJ and Ben are gonna know what I'm talking about. What's up, but, fellas? You never know. But I'll yay it. I'll yay it. There you go. Yay. I'd watch, I'd watch it. All right. Elaine, favorite character? So, my favorite character, I'm like Tony. I It's kind of, it's general, it's Lynn, but it's also kind of Tovar. Yeah. Because he's fantastic in this. Yeah. I really. He does have good lines. He's great. Um, my favorite scene is. Least the, favorite character. My least favorite character is Ballard. He's, all right, he made it all the way around. Way to go, Ballard. Even, all right, Ballard. It's four days for Ballard. And I don't even like him because he was kind of a. Sh- it's. I don't think that this was a great role for Willem Dafoe. Nah, he really anybody could have played this part. Much I don't, better in Death Note. Yeah. Yeah, much better in Death Note. Anybody could have played this part and done just as good a job. I feel like Willem Dafoe did nothing in this movie. No. That's true. Could have been Christopher Walken. It could have been any character actor. Oh, Christopher Walken would have been great in this. <laughs> but I feel like there wasn't it's even any of that special William Dafoe-ness. Yeah. Like, he's so much more menacing than this. Like, he could have been way more weaselly than this, but he just didn't. He was just a dude that was there. And yeah. I found that It really could have been anybody. Um, my favorite scene is the first battle scene. Yeah. I love that sequence. It's, it's the best. It's the greatest sequence in the movie. My favorite line is the same as Tony's, but I have a backup line as well. Because I also really enjoyed the I haven't surrendered in a while. Oh, yeah. It will come back to you. Nice. It makes me laugh every time. I'm trying to remember what he said. I can't remember, and you probably don't remember because it wasn't a big deal, but I'm trying to remember what Valor, uh, Valor said, or, or what's his name? Valor? Tovar. Tovar. What Tovar wow. said. Horbath. When Lynn and, and um, Damon were talking, and he's like, I can hear you, or something like He said something from behind the doors. I can't remember what he said, but I, yeah. I laughed at that, but whatever. Because she said something about, are you sure about oh, is that taking what it was? your friend? Oh, and okay. he, he's like, I've been changing my mind constantly, That's or what something it was. like that. <laughs> I, heard, I remember I liked Because she said something like, are you sure you don't want the black powder? And he's like, well, I might still want to change my mind. But I'm... Well, you're pointing at me and I have no idea what you're saying. Never mind. Could you just even say, Elaine, get your song ready? <laughs> um, I shouldn't have to, but whatever. But I'm going to yay this movie, obviously, because it's my movie and I thought it was good. Right. I think that the dialogue banter between Matt Damon and or between William and Tovar is great. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I like the way. Oh man, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that. Um, I I just like the interactions. I like that there was no romance in this. Mm-hmm. I like that there was a like the lead was a strong female character that you don't even notice is kind of a woman that it's just there it fits in the movie it doesn't mm-hmm. stick out it's not something that's pushed on you which i feel like a lot of times hollywood is trying to push those characters on you but this one just fit perfectly within the story and i like that and she saved her whole country and mm-hmm. i like a good epic in the world <laughs> i like a really good a good period piece epic and a good period piece and this is one of those oh, that's two period pieces in a row that is it's almost this a, portion of the podcast <laughs> is brought to you by maybelline <laughs> my phone decided that it was dumb carly <laughs> rough, day, rough day on the wall okay Here's some maybelline. please 
find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on twitter at unmovie podcast and on instagram at unmovie podcast talks i'm can, garbage you can email unmovie podcast at gmail.com please like rate review subscribe and contact us we'd love to hear from you hello ben hello nikki what's up dr nick Thanks Hi. to all the new people that are listening. We've been getting a lot of new hits every week, and it just keeps yeah, growing. And you know what? It's We're very loving exciting. It. We're love loving you. it. We thank love you. you. Thank you, friends, for uh, spending some time with us each out of your day. And if you oh. don't like the Harley Davidson Marble Man episode, hey, that's fine. There's plenty of other episodes. Listen to it anyway. <laughs> all right. So next week on the podcast. It's John's pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with the period piece myself. Uh-oh. Ooh, ooh, three in a row, three in a row. But unlike the last two period pieces that had... Absolutely no fact whatsoever to back up their story. It's a garden at Versailles. There's a wall in China. There's a wall in China. (laughs) There's a garden in Versailles. But my pick, there's an outlaw named Billy the Kid. Uh Uh-oh. Because I'm going with Young Guns. Yay. Two. One. No, two. One. One. (laughs) I'm going to go with one. He's going to go. Well, I could pick two. He did watch them both. We almost watched them both. <laughs> so your outro music is just one. gonna be drums. The Whoa. drums were awesome. They were awesome. This is the funeral music. Do you know how this hard it would be to chucks. play the drums with nunchucks? The drum chucks. Like, I hate that because it would be really hard to be able to swing it. Because as soon as you swing it, it'll hit and it'll fly back the other way. Okay. So you gotta swing it again. First of all, they do actual. There's plenty of drumming with that sort of apparatus, not with a nunchuck, but with drumchuck. But it's a very ineffective way to drum things. But with the, uh, what is that, the mounts on strings? That's the way that people drum. It's not just because of fucking nunchucks. It goes, you spin, and it grazes. Never mind. It's a very ineffective way to do it. And if you have nunchucks, you're going to need those for the Taute. Because everybody knows that how do you kill a Taute? Nunchucks. Magnets. I do like how the lanterns form a wall in the air. I think yeah. it's pretty cool. Because they always look at the same time. It looks like a... Well in the air. It's visually beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well.